Hello and welcome to day 23. So today we will be reading from Genesis 46, 1 through 47, 31. And uh, tomorrow hopefully we'll have the system set back up and we'll have it uh, playing just like we did. So uh, sorry for the couple of days that we haven't had music. It's almost been two weeks with no music and appreciate you hanging in there. But uh, hopefully starting uh, tomorrow we will have that. So we're going to start with 46.1 and go to 47.31. All right. So Jacob set out for and this is Jacob's journey to Egypt. So Jacob set out for Egypt with all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. There in the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he called. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father. The voice said, Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make your family into a great nation. I will go with you down to Egypt, and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt, but Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. So Jacob left Beersheba, and his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all the personal belongings they acquired in the land of Canaan. So Jacob, his entire family, went to Egypt, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants. These are the names of the descendants of Israel, the son of Jacob, who went to Egypt. Reuben was Jacob's oldest son. The son of Reuben's were Henoch, Pala, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon was Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zorah, and Shahul. Shahul's mother was a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merah. The sons of Judah were Era, Onah, Shali, Perez, and Zerah. The Erah and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Haraz and Hemuel. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jehub, and Shirman. The sons of Zebulun were Shered, Elon, and Jehul. These were the sons of Leah and Jacob who were born in Padaorm. In addition to this, their daughters, Deniah, the number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, through Leo, were thirty-three. The sons of Gad were Zephon, Hagah, Shannon, Zebon, Era, Arada, and Ariel. The sons of Ashar were Imar, Eshva, Ishva, and Bera. The sisters were Shira. Bera's son were Hebra and Malachi. These were the sons of Zephah, the servant given to Leah by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Zephah were sixteen. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph's sons, born in the land of Egypt, 
Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Asnath, daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. Benjamin's sons were Bela, Becker, Ashbel, Gera, Naname, Ea, Rosh, Mumpim, Hapum, and Arab. These were the sons of Rachel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel was fourteen. The sons of Dan was Hushman. The sons of Napoli were Jezil, Goen, Jezer, and Shalim. These were the sons of Bala, the servant given to Rachel by her father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Bala were seven. The total number of Jacob's descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his sons' wives, was sixty-six. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt, so altogether, altogether there were seventy members of Jacob's family in the land of Egypt. As they neared their destination, Jacob set Judah ahead to meet Joseph and get directions to the region of Goshen. And when fin they finally arrived there, Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Goshen to meet his father Jacob. When Jacob arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen your face again and know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's entire family, I will go to Pharaoh and tell him my brothers and my fa father's entire family have come to me from the land of Canaan. These men are shepherds, and they raise livestock. They have brought with them their flock and herds and everything they own. Then he said, When Pharaoh calls for you and asks you about your occupations, you must tell him, We, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives, as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen, for the Egyptians despise shepherds. Then Joseph went to see Pharaoh and told him, My father and my brothers arrive, have arrived from the land of Canaan. They have come with their flocks and herds and possessions, and they are now in the region of Goshen. Joseph took five of his brothers with him and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? They replied, We, your servants, are shepherds, just like our ancestors. We have come to live here in Egypt for a while, for there is no pastures for our flocks in Canaan, the famine is very severe there, so please we request permission to live in the region of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have joined you here, choose any place in the entire land of Egypt for them to live. Give them the best land of Egypt. Let them live in the region of Goshen. And if any of them have special skills, put them in charge of my, flock, my livestock too. Then Joseph brought him his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How old are you? Pharaoh asked. Jacob replied, I have traveled this earth for a hundred and thirty years, but my life has been shortened compared to the lives of my ancestors. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his court. So Joseph assigned the best land of Egypt, the region of Ramesses, to his father and his brother, and he settled them there. 
just as Pharaoh had commanded, and Joseph provided food for his father and his brothers in amounts appropriate to the number of their descendants, including the smallest children. Joseph's Leadership in the Famine Meanwhile, the famine became so severe that all the food was used up, and people were starving throughout the lands of Egypt and Canaan. By selling grain to the people, Joseph eventually collected all the money in Egypt and Canaan, and he put the money in Pharaoh's treasury. When the people of Egypt and Canaan ran out of money, all the Egyptians came to Joseph. Our money is gone, they cried, but please give us food, or we will die before your very eyes. Joseph replied, Since your money is gone, bring me your livestock. I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph in exchange for food, in exchange for their horses, flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and donkeys. Joseph provided them with food for another year. But that year ended, and the next year they came again and said, We cannot hide the truth from you, my lord. Our money is gone, and all our livestock and cattle are yours. We have nothing left to give but our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes? Buy us our land in exchange for food. We offer our land and ourselves as slaves for Pharaoh. Just give us grain so we may live and not die, and so the land does not become empty and desolate. So Joseph brought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. All the Egyptians sold him their fields because the famine was so severe, and soon all the land belonged to Pharaoh. As for the people, he made them all slaves, from one end of Egypt to another. The only land he did not buy was the land belonging to the priests. They received an allotment of food directly from Pharaoh, so they didn't need to sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Look, today I have bought you and your land for, for Pharaoh. I will provide you with seed so you can plant the fields. Then when you harvest it, one-fifth of your crop will belong to Pharaoh. You may keep the remaining four-fifths as seeds for your fields and as food for you, your household, and your little ones. You have saved our lives, they exclaimed. May it please you, my Lord, to let us be Pharaoh's servants. Joseph then issued a decree still in effect in the land of Egypt that Pharaoh should receive one-fifth of all the crop grown on his land. Only the land belonging to the priests was not given to Pharaoh. Meanwhile, the people of Israel settled in the region of Goshen in Egypt. There they acquired property, and they were fruitful and they, their population grew rapidly. Jacob lived for 17 years after his arrival in Egypt, so he lived 147 years in all. As the time of his death drew near, Jacob called for his, sons, or his son, Je Joseph, and said to him, Please do me this favor. Put your hand under my thigh and swear that you will treat me with unfailing love by honoring this last request. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I die, please take my body out of Egypt and bury me with my ancestors. So Joseph promised, I will do as you ask. Swear that you will do it, Jacob insisted. So Joseph gave his oath, and Jacob bowed humbly 
at the head of his bed. So now we will turn to Matthew 15, 1 through 28. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do you, your disciples, disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of your father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples come to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisee by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind, and if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the earth. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, and all sexual immortality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. The Faith of a Gentile Woman Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him, pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dog. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath the master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great, your request is granted, and your daughter was instantly healed. And now we turn to Psalm 19, 1 through 14. 
The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the, sim making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bring joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And last but not least, we turn back to Proverbs. Chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. So while we're sitting here, I'm going to make sure. No, that's not right. We did that yesterday. So we will be reading from... All right, 14 through 19 was today. So I'm going to go back and read just in case 11 through 13. In case we did not get those. I will teach you wisdom, wisdom's way and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. So, sorry for that little mishap. And again, we thank you as always. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.